Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Calling all Nerdy Show listeners, we need your help. You voted for us in the Audioverse semifinals, and thanks to you, The Orphans, Nerdcasting the Multiverse, Dungeons and Doritos, and Liberty are all in the running for the final big vote. We can take home a whole slew of awards in audio drama excellence if you'll join us again to fight in the name of the Nerdy Show Network's awesomeness. Don't delay. The voting closes on December 9th. Head to nerdyshow.com audioverse2017 for the list of nominations and all the info you need to get voting. Introducing the greatest animated series you've never seen, Lightning Dogs. These canine commandos are lost on a post-apocalyptic Earth and battling the forces of the evil Glampire. It's a tribute to the cartoons and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, and Nerdy Show is hell-bent on bringing it to life. Blocks sold separately. Join us as we document our quest from the moment lightning struck to every world-building session and beyond and make our crazy dream a reality. Roll with the pack at lightningdogs.com. The following program is presented by The Nerdy Show Network. Geeky programming for all nerds and otaku across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination. And with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Wicked Anime Podcast. This is episode 127. I am your stupid, awesome analyst, Jonathan, and with me is our King Baby Duck, Evan, of the Boston Bastard Brigade and Wicked Anime. Konnichiwa, my bastards and wenches. How are you lovely cuties doing today? And finally back with us after a long stint of time not being in the U.S., we have the hard man with hard opinions, Andrew. Hi. There was a moment there where I had to remember what your name was because I hadn't even... Said it in the longest time. A hard man with harder opinions. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, this episode, we really want to focus on the return of Andrew to the podcast. So we're going to hear a lot about his adventures uh, mm-hmm. in, in Japan and Taiwan and Asia and Canada. And you didn't go to Canada. I flew over Canada. I flew over Canada. I actually flew around the world entirely. Ooh. In 80 days. Less than 80 days. He took a hot air balloon. All right, so... Suck it, Jules Verne. <laughs> yeah, man, it's easy. Why, why, what's so hard about flying around the world in 80 days? Don't you know? All you need to do is just get Jackie Chan and... And Steve Coogan. Yep. All right, let's ring the news bell. News. <laughs> Thank you, news bell chime and whistle coon. So, uh, let's start with, let's get the sad stuff out of the way first, because we were bombarded with a particular story 
as soon as it happened, which was the voice actress who is best known for playing Bulma in Dragon Ball Z had passed away recently. Um, and her name is? Hiromitsuru. Yeah. So uh, she... Uh, it, did, did any articles say what the conditions were of her passing away by any chance? I never... They say it was um, erotic decession. Really? I don't even Dissection. know what that is. Um, I'll pull it up right now. Erotic dissection occurs when an injury to the innermost layer of the aorta allows blood to flow between the layers of the erotic wall, forcing the layers apart. In most cases, this is associated with a sudden onset of severe chest or back pain, often described as tearing in character. Also, vomiting, sweating, and lightheartedness may occur. Other symptoms may result from decreased blood supply to other organs, such as stroke or Mesentric ischemia, erotic dissection could quickly lead to death from not enough blood to the heart or rupture of the aorta. Thanks, WebMD. Yeah, so it's more or less a hemorrhage. No, like a like a heart attack. Well, something along those lines. Yeah, that sounds awful. And yeah. she was only fifty-seven years old, which is far too young. But doesn't it seem like it's a typical trend whenever a Japanese celebrity dies? It's around that age. Like, it's been for the past, like, five years. There hasn't been a single death that we've notified on this show that's been like, oh, that's a decent age to die at. He was 98. Like, nobody does that anymore. It's usually, like, he was 40 or he was 60 or she was 57. Because the Japanese people work way too much. Yeah, they do. I think they even, they brought this up in an episode of Seiyu's Life because there was an episode where Ryoko Shirashi was telling a real-life story of how, like, she worked so much that she basically almost ruined her voice entirely and had to, like, go on a temporary retirement until it got all better again. Well, that's what's happening with What's-Her-Face from uh, Food Wars. Right. I mean, do you think that this res- her her death resulted because of her working herself into the ground? Or do you think Probably. That it was some form of injury that she sustained? Because this sounds like... Like an injury of some other kind. It that doesn't sound was like, like an injury because she was in a car when they found her. It's basically a heart attack. I really don't know. Mm. Well, there really isn't much that she has been doing outside of Dragon Ball Super and Anpan Man. So it could have just been a sudden thing. You know, human bodies are quite the mysterious <laughs> organism. Quite, if you think about quite it, quite the faulty machine. I'm I'm upset because she was vo- she voiced. One of my favorite harem waifus, which was Ukyo from Ranma One Half. Mm-hmm. That's upsetting. And you, and you have a cell of her. I do. I do, in fact, have a cell. Unfortunately, yeah. that, pro- that probably means that there's going to be a whole new Bulma voice. That's right. And what are they yeah. going to do for Dragon Ball Z? That's... They're probably just going to hire a new voice actress for Bulma, which is really kind of weird. That's super disappointing, you know, like that I have to resort to that. But... I actually think it's kind of impressive that. They never had to do that in the first place. That over all the years since the 80s, uh, all the voice actors have been exactly the same. I mean, usually over the course of 20... I mean, it's not like... Uh, you know, I mean, Thundercats came out in the 80s, but and then it was rebooted in 2011. It's not like they got all the same voice actors to come back and do Thundercats. Mm-hmm. It was all new voice actors. Mm-hmm. But here you have a show that's been running since the 80s, like Dragon Ball, and every single voice actress is exactly the same. Even to the point where they did the same thing with Tenchi Muyo. You know, there's so many different Tenchi Muyo series, but when this new series of Tenchi's that's coming out right now, Tenchi Muyo I, uh, I'm sorry, 
uh, Ryoki Season 4, which I still haven't watched yet because they haven't made it accessible to us here. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they also reported, oh, hey, all the voice actors are going to be the same except for this one. And I was like, oh, I didn't realize that they've all been the same this whole time. That's really impressive. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. one thing that's pretty cool that once you get a voice in the industry as a for a Japanese voice act, actor or actress, that you get to keep that for that long. So that's quite impressive. I got my high hopes set for Fooly Cooly 2. <laughs> well, it's yeah. a, and it's actually kind of the same thing to think about. It's probably the reason why, you know, Naruto's a grown adult man, but he still sounds like a child. Oh. And, and Goku isn't a grown adult man, but he still sounds like a child. It's because they have the same voice actresses. Since when they were children. Yeah. At the beginning of the series. Yes, and that's a problem. Yeah, and it's because... <laughs> that one in particular is a problem. It's because they don't mm-hmm. hire new voice actresses or, or voice actors actors as right. characters Which, age. by the way, the, the Japanese voice of Goku, she's almost 90 years old. Yeah. I mean, talk about one of, like, Wait, someone that... almost 90 years old? I thought her... Yeah, 60- she's almost 90 years old. I thought I they only celebrated like... her 60th birthday a couple no, years ago. No, it was ago. definitely 80th. Was it? Yeah. No, she's like 87 or 88, I believe. Yeah. She is? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. She's like, she's going to be, she's like the June foray of Japan. She's going to be like voice acting all the way up into her late 90s, reckon. All right. So let's, uh, let's transition on, let's take this in another direction and talk about voice acting in another sense because we got a new Pokemon movie. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Recently. From one shocking thing to another shocking thing. So, there have been videos spreading all around the internet talking about this one particular moment in the new Pokemon movie, I Choose You, that is like the retelling of the first chapter of of Ash and Pikachu's history with one another, and they go for like this, uh, the Pokemon movie moment where like, oh no, Ash is in peril, is he gonna die, or whatever, and then, um... There's this really heartfelt and touching moment between Ash and Pikachu. And then what do we get? We get Pikachu speaking English to to Ash, saying, uh, it's because I always want to be with you. Pikachu speaks those words, and then they blow up and die. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. This is a true yeah. story, but the, the I think the better the better portion of this is that um, the the reaction to the theater <laughs> that was watching it at a, at a New York film premiere of it, yep. it was just like they hear the line. It's because I always want to be with you. What the people <laughs> in the theater just like go crazy. Uh, if if there's still because the videos have been everything I know is a down. lie now <laughs> yeah uh, because the videos have been taken down off the internet everywhere so I'll try to find one and post it to you if I if in the description here um, well the movie's gonna be airing on Disney XD in a couple weeks so people won't have to wait too long to experience it for themselves is that right okay yeah but yes. they won't get be able to experience the audience reaction <laughs> yeah that's right. right the audience reaction is the is the funny part um, so here's the thing. There's like this dreamlike state that all of the characters are in in this moment. I, I watched the clip myself, and I don't think Pikachu speaking English in this moment is that far-fetched or absurd, because I don't really think that Pikachu is actually speaking English at this part. No, he, I believe he, he no. I, I agree. Yeah. I feel like that this is just a moment that's just 
like maybe Ash got hit in the head, and this is what no, he thinks it's, is this is Pikachu. This is the this is Ash's interpretation of what Pikachu is saying to him. Yeah. So, like, you're finally getting an idea of like what how, how Ash could communicate with Pikachu. Well, because see, there's a yeah, no, there's this moment in the first season of of Pokemon in the Indigo League where Ash starts to understand what Pikachu is saying to him, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they can just kind of talk to one another, even though all Pikachu can say is Pika Pika. And what, which is the episode where Ash thinks it's like so they all get together and they do the Macarena? What? Was that an episode? That was an episode. Um, either way, I think this is, it's supposed to entail the moment when Ash and Pikachu have this understanding of one another. Right. That's why Pikachu has yes. an English speaking part. Yeah. See, cause it's that point where like Ash goes from not being able to understand Pikachu to totally understanding Pikachu. Yeah. Right. Because I, th- when you watch the clip, there's a, uh, dream like white vignette around the screen when he, when Pikachu speaks. In in English now, but the other part of it is too is I see I interpreted I didn't think that's what Ash was thinking he was saying that's what Pikachu is saying yeah but no that's what that's what Pikachu is saying but it's Ash's understanding of it right but but uh, my thing is I don't think Ash actually heard that I think that Pikachu said that and just us as the audience know that's what Pikachu's saying not necessarily that Ash knows that he said that maybe i don't know <laughs> i i think the internet is making a bigger deal out of this than it oh, needs to be they made. absolutely are but that's as mm. soon as i saw this news story pop up i was just, just okay a com- it's like <laughs> like okay some people feel like their childhood has been ruined by this moment mm. which don't, don't get your weebs in a bunch yeah i <laughs> I just don't, I just don't get it. Like, I was just, I said, okay, <laughs> Pikachu speaks, has an English line in this, that's really cute. That's it. That's as far yeah. as it goes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so, I, I don't know. I, I think that the best takeaway part of this is that it, it's funny to look at all these fans freaking out over something that's so minuscule and an artistic choice. I, I just, the internet, man. Yeah. Anime fans, man. <laughs> Stop watching anime and get a job. So, uh, let's go to another... Speaking of uh, words, I'm, I'm, yes. I'm killing the transitions tonight. Killing, yes. my, killing my segues. Alright, speaking of words... We have a list of new words that have just been added to the uh, Japanese language uh, Kojin Dictionary. Yay! It has added 10,000 new entries to its latest edition, which is a ridiculous amount of words. Um, I don't even know if we have that many words in English. I know I've counted. Um, (laughs) I feel like it dwindles as years go by. Yeah. We're going to be speaking in emojis by the year 2072. <laughs> we, oh, we, okay, so we just left a Cuckoo Kangaroo concert today, and uh, MC Lars opened up for them, too. Um, yes. And on the way out, we were uh, sitting in the car, and we were talking about, like, so, some of us didn't know right off the top of our heads what TBH stood for, to be honest. To be honest. Yeah. So, but the, the thing of it is, is, like, eventually, we're going to be just... 
we're just going to be talking in those anagrams. Like the like, there's not going to be any more words. It's just going to be letters. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you, youth of the nation, right now that just abbreviating to specific letters doesn't always save you a lot of time. Right. Saying TBH is literally the same length of saying to be honest. Yeah. It's just that it's one syllable syllable shorter because it's one syllable shorter and H. And not to mention saying T is more strained because you use more muscles in your mouth to say T than you do to say two. So just to, mm-hmm. to be honest, to be honest is easier to say. But this is just, you know, three grumpy old men <laughs> saying, <laughs> get, saying get you off my You kids ruining the English language. Well, back in my day, we had 30,000 words memorized <laughs> for our speaking, and that was just the way we liked it. Meh. <laughs> What were words back in the 90s that, that we... <laughs> you alright? Tubular. <laughs> Tubular. Radical, dude. <laughs> or just rad for short. Yep. Yeah, super rad. <laughs> yeah. But let's get to the Japanese yeah, words, let's because the there's a few Japanese words that I feel like that we as Americans should kind of steal and use for ourselves. Yeah, um... So, they have added 10,000 new words to the Japanese language dictionary. Uh, I'm going to skip around a little bit because I want to save my favorites for last. Yes. Um, the, the first one on this list is Bigu Mausu, or Big Mouth. <laughs> I, I don't know why you would have to add that to the dictionary, but it's there now. Or how about uh, Karishu? Which is the, uh, Karishu, the definition of that is the distinctive smell of an old person. They made up a word for old people smell. Right, which is one of the words that I feel like that we should be stealing. Yeah, uh, yeah, because we don't have that either. No, no, what's, so what's the word again? Karishu. Karishu. Man, I don't want to go to the old folks' home. It just reeks of Karishu all the time. (laughs) Um... Uh, they also have ones for, uh, like, Buraku Kigyo, uh, Kigyu, which um, is explo- exploitative firms with bad working conditions. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have Isuramu Koku, which is uh, Islamic State. So they've actually gotten in on the times with, uh, with like, terrorism and things. No, then <laughs> the, now that you've said their name, you'll call them to Japan. Yeah, right. Um there's, uh, oh, this one is actually easy. LGBT. They actually added that to the dictionary. Now. I'm actually surprised it took them that long. I know, right? I I, I don't know. Um, konkatsu, marriage hunting. Well, I'm sorry, but LGBT isn't isn't a dictionary word. It's, it's just it's it's, it's an, an anagram. anagram. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's not a word. That's just LGBT. That's a bunch of letters put together. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Uh, or how about this? Uh, Jidori, selfie. They actually added a word for selfie in the dictionary. So it looks like that Japan has m- millennials themselves, too. Well, when I was as when I was there, yes, there's selfie sticks everywhere in Japan. <laughs> everywhere. Uh, deep learning, or deep learning. Uh, which I wish they had some of the definitions for these because I have no idea why they would want to add this in the first place to the dictionary. Um, deep learning. Just how deep are we talking about? And that's, that's two words. Yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> you, you said two words to the dictionary. Uh, they have uh, arasa, which is people around the age of 30. Uh, ganmi, which is gaze at something without hesitation. So that would just be like instant staring. Uh, Yurukiara, which is a cute and soothing mascot character. So of any kind, uh, a Yurukiara is anything that is a mascot. Um, Guguru, search, uh, searching on the internet. <laughs> Yeah, so it's amazing. googling. So yeah, Google. 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 I love that. Google. <laughs> wow. So so like so they've caught on to the trend of googling. Um. Or okay. So but here is the one that has really got me rat- got my brain racking. I do not know where you would even use this in a sentence. Honey trapu or honey trap, like. Who, who would use that word in a sentence? Again, that's two words. It's not, it's a, it's like, not a word you add to the dictionary. Okay, can you, can, you, can you tell us a definition of honey trap? No. I, I don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing in here that says what it is either. Is it, is it like someone's girlfriend who's really a boyfriend? And, uh, uh, give me... Uh, Kimi wa honey trap. Honey trap. Honey trap is a 2014 crime drama film starring Jessica Sula, Lucien, Lav Scott, and Who? I don't even know how Who? to say that name. It. Well, it's an American film. It got a 5.8 out of 10 on IMDb, but it is 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. What is a honey trap girl? A teenage girl has uh, has been convicted of murdering a boy uh, of sixteen. Oh, this is just a news article. No, Teen- I no, I got it. I got it. Uh, a stratagem in which in which irresistible bait is used to lure a victim. Okay, honey trap. Ooh. So it's like it's like a siren, or mm. um, or when Bugs Bunny used to dress up in drag <laughs> to woo <laughs> Elmer Fudd. <laughs> Kind of. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, oh, wait. Here's... Uh, Urban Dictionary says where a woman pays another woman to flirt with her boyfriend to see if he flirts back, a way to catch cheating. Oh. Oh. <laughs> That's evil. <laughs> Isn't it? That seems pretty dishonest. Doesn't it? Mm-hmm. I would never want to fall into a honey trap. <laughs> Not that I ever would. Well, there's a lot of definitions. Pick one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it seems to me that the that the definition is like trying to capture somebody by using beauty or something good looking, mm-hmm. or honey. So that's a first. just falls into a, yeah. just falls into a hole full of honey. Yeah that that's a <laughs> that's a first for me. So I I didn't know that was a thing, but I, I, apparently it, it's it is a thing. If anybody out there on the internet knew what honey trap was before we did, <laughs> please let us know how far behind on the times we are. And congratulations, <laughs> you've done it. Yeah. Yep. So um, all right, let's move so on. So while we move from one word to another word, let's talk about buzzwords. Nice segue. There we go. Yes. Because it is that time of year again in Japan where the Ryokoko Taisho Buzzword Contest is being held, where all the terms related to Japan's biggest trends and news stories have 
come to compete and be that one buzzword. And I have a list of all the buzzwords from all the popular anime, and I'm not going to read them all, but let's have some fun with this. Okay, so I, we're, I'm we're, not talking read... about, we're not talking about trigger words, right? Right, right, right. No, no, okay. not trigger words. Um, unless, of course, they're words that were featured in a trigger anime. <laughs> so I'm going to read off some of these, and you guys have to guess... Where it comes from. What anime? What show is it from? Which anime is it from? Okay. Yeah, that sounds like fun. All right. Okay. So here's the first one. Mm -hmm. Let me see if I could... All right. If I apologize in advance, if I do some really bad female voices. (laughs) Okay. That's... This is a buzzword. Yeah, buzzword. That was said in an anime. Yep. I have no idea, Evan. Actually, I I did kind of... Uh, is, Should I read it again? Yes. Sono na no Hitoshi Shiranai. I heard Hitoshi. I don't know. I don't know. I, don't, I think that's a Japanese oh, word. Okay. Well, in English, it's I don't know anybody by that name. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why. That's so. It was from uh, from Aromanga Sensei. Sensei. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so we knew Aromanga Sensei. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Here's the next one. Maji Yabukune. This is going to be really difficult. Yeah, that, that sounds familiar. Uh, I, I don't know. Give us the English. All right. Isn't that pretty wicked? Oh, that... No. Oh, wait a second. What? You, the, isn't that pretty wicked was from... Oh, wasn't that from Dragon Maid? That was Kana. That is correct. Oh, yep, that oh that's Kana. wicked. <laughs> so here's an actual word that... Not in phrase. Detenshi. One more time. Detenshi. Detenshi. Oh, 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 oh. Is it prison school? No, not prison school. Oh, Remember, this is from 2017 it, anime. It sounds like detention. <laughs> no, no. All right. This will give it away. Yeah. Useless Angel. Uh, from Gabriel Dropout? That is correct. Oh, I was about to say, that was a giveaway? I completely forgot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How about... Doki, doki, no waku, waku. That sounds familiar. I mean, but anybody knows doki, doki. Uh, doki, doki, waku, waku. Oh, man. I feel like I just watched this. Is it from the winter anime? Technically a winter, but it didn't air here until the summer. Really? Let's so you- just say it's a trigger phrase. But it didn't air here, so didn't air here till the summer. Oh, yeah. so oh, so oh, um, uh, Little Witch Academia. That's correct. Woo! Ding 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 ding. Where? Yay! Okay, let's see. <laughs> we should have been doing this from the start. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. This one might be something that Andrew might know. Sushi Zanmai. Sushi Zanmai. Sushi Zanmai. You know anybody who likes sushi? Any any characters like sushi? What is it in English? It doesn't say what it's oh. in English. I don't know. It beats me. Kakegururi. Oh. Hmm. Nah. I don't know that one. Oh, I still haven't finished Kakegururi now that I think about it. I have to get the okay. last couple episodes. 
All right, how about, okay, here's, he'll be the last one. Okay. Tadashi Maho Hashiri Kaladeru. Something about magic. I heard Maho in there. One more time. Tadashi Maho Hashiri Kaladeru. Nope, I got nothing. Mm-mm. All right, so in English, it it is translated as, however, magic comes out of your butt. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice. I don't know that I one. Know yeah, I don't know that one at all. Okay, so that was from Magical Circle Guru Guru. Oh, that was, okay. That was like one of the things that the warning, oh, if you learn this, you could do this. However, if you do it wrong, magic comes out of your butt. <laughs> okay. Well, hey, uh, anybody playing at home, did you do better than we did? Probably. But uh, mm. let us know. <laughs> that was fun. Okay, so, okay, cool. so they have a competition every year. L- l- explain this to me. They have a competition every year to find out what the best buzzword of anime is. So it's basically like... Well, it's not just bu- it's not just anime. It's anime, manga, video games. It's everything within entertainment or even the news. Okay, so it's basically like the pop culture of Japan. What is going to be... Almost like what's going to be the best meme of 2017. Basically, like this was... They've been doing this for decades. And like, the, the, like Japan is basically created the meme of the year before anyone else did it. Interesting. All right, so what would be the meme of the year for 2017 in America? Donald Trump. Uh, <laughs> Donald Trump's Twitter page. <laughs> um, Kevin Spacey's career. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we uh, don't talk about that on this show. We don't, no. That, oh. That's right. We have to We have to keep, we have to tell Andrew all the celebrities that you're not supposed to like anymore. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> all well, I know, the, well, there is the Blend S meme that has been trending across in America, too. The whole smile, sweet, sadistic, and then someone else adding an S to that end. Mm. Oh, that's yeah, that's right. taking one meme from another. I do remember one that. Ja- I have seen that one around. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But that one's still kind of Japanese in nature, though, isn't that it? That is true, but for some reason, Americans are clinging onto it more than Japan is. Mm. Which is just goes to show how popular it's been getting over here. And if you haven't watched Blend S, listeners, you have to. It is surprisingly good yeah it's wonderful i was not expecting it to be as good as it is but it is a it may not be one of the best of the show yeah maybe yeah uh, best of the season what am i saying it may be one of the best of the season same with uh same with the sisters all you need like i would i've been shocked by how good that show has gotten yeah I know that's yeah, yeah. I you know I really need to get back onto that show because I have not continued it in the way that I said I was going to. Considering that you're the one who pushed me to keep on watching it. Yeah, I know. Um, oh, hey, that reminds me. Which you um you wanted me to watch a show at some point that we never talked. We let's uh, slip into what we're watching. Okay, real quick right now because we do have one specific thing that we want to talk about. But I also want to uh, discuss, because you wanted me to watch uh, Virgin Bitch. Yes, my girlfriend is show bitch. Yeah, so I watched the first episode of that, as I said that I would, Mm -hmm. and I didn't hate it. I actually thought it was kind of funny. Yeah, I told you, it's more of like that uh, Setokai Yakumendo show. Uh, Yakuendomo? Yeah, yeah Yakuendomo yeah. show, Yaku. then Yamada's first time or whatever. And if you... 
like the sex jokes here get more brutal as the episodes go on, but th- I feel like they're really funny. It's gonna be hard to compare to Setokai Yakuin Domo. That show is utterly hilarious. Yeah, see, that show is a hundred percent tongue in cheek, where uh, where uh, Shobich is kind of yeah. See, I'm much more. It's of a more tongue- about misunderstandings than than tongue in cheek. But yeah. funny misunderstanding. Yeah, see, I'm I'm gonna have to give it a shot myself because I haven't started watching it yet. I actually haven't really even. The only thing I started watching this season is Food Wars so far because I still have to finish all my old shows from last season. Yeah. Okay. Um, so let me ask you: Are you do, do you what, also notice the uh, the change in animation in this season? Uh, only slightly. I'm not gonna say that it's really, really blatant and in your face as to how different it is, but some of the animation does seem a little bit lazier. Yeah. Even though all the characters are exactly the same, the show's animation doesn't have as much punch to it, I guess. Right. It's it's a lot flatter. It's a lot flatter. See, that was the complaint I made on my show, just how flat and just bland it is compared to the past two seasons. I mean, even when they show the reactions to the people eating, it's not as energetic as the past two seasons. Right. Yeah, and same with, same with the uh, the super deformed, the, S, the SD of all the characters. It's it's a little bit on one plane as rather than it's, it's just not as dynamic. Mm. Yeah. I would be inclined to agree. Ooh. But it's still Food Wars. Yeah, it's still entertaining. So we have... Oh, that. but my original point was I do much prefer tongue-in-cheek mm. sex humor than I prefer actual sex humor. I, I actually think... There's a, a... There's... I think the thing that makes this one different than, than other ones is there's this innocence to it. You know, she really does not know the position that she's putting herself in. Right. Like that, and I think there's a little bit of a charming characteristic to her because of that, where it's just like, oh, she's just like really dumb. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, and I think that's what makes it, it makes it better and a lot more special than something like Begata HK. Cause right. That's yeah. just disgusting. <laughs> I, you still have to give credit in this one of uh, Shobich to the voice actress, Awa Yuki, who's gone from being a little Nazi girl in the beginning of the season from in Tiny the Evil to being the biggest idiot in the planet in Aho Girl to a <laughs> character like this. Yeah, right? I love Aho Girl. It's, it, like, this, it's a very a dynamic range that she has in her voice acting skills. and it's Right. It's Not to mention Froppy. Froppy and uh, My Hero Academia. That's oh, her as well. Really? Okay. Well, really? that is another level... Speaking of Aho Girl, when I was in Japan, they were selling the tenth volume of the Aho Girl manga, uh, yep. and you could buy a thirty-five dollar pack of the manga and the first four episodes of the DVD. And I almost did it. I almost, did ah. it. but I was like, no, thirty-six dollars is a lot. And it is a lot. And the first four episodes on Blu-ray that I can't even watch because it's going to be region locked. So. No, no, no. We have the same region in in Japan as we do in America. We do not. We are region one. The Japan is region two. No, we're region A. We're both region A for Blu-ray. Oh, for Blu-ray. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that Blu-ray was uh, was different. Because DVD is region one and their DVD yeah, is yeah. region two. That is correct. Oh. But we are both region A. Oh, I didn't know that. That's kind of cool. Blu-ray. Hmm. Nice. Okay. So, uh, but the meat of... Know. <laughs> the meat yes. of what we wanted to talk about for what we're watching 
is Andrew and I, more so I, made a purchase months ago that I had forgotten about. I pre-ordered the Blu-ray DVD combo pack of the English dub of Your Name. And so we finally got to sit down and watch Your Name. So... Yeah, the long-awaited wait. Yeah, which has been uh, also marked as the example of the rise of the anime industry and how the anime industry has now become a $2.0 trillion industry. Um, or yen, not, not dollar, two point, uh, $2 trillion yen industry. Which is a which still is a multi billion dollar industry. I think that's a twenty point two billion dollars if you round it up. Yeah, using your name as an example of that. Uh, your name, of course, was the show that was on everybody's watch list. Was which was the best show of the year, uh, according to numbers and reviews and everything like that. Andrew, what did you think of it? Uh, it was animated beautifully. It was acted beautifully. The pacing was horrible, it, yeah. and the story was confusing. It was a pacing terrain wreck. Yeah, uh, and and I, I'm not going to say that the story was confusing, because the story was actually really straightforward, but it is not as good as everybody says it is. I am sorry. Yeah, I did not enjoy your name as much as I as much as everybody set my expectations to enjoy it. Yeah, it was it was an entertaining watch. But it's not going on my list of this could beat Hosoda. No. It, because it won't. It won't beat Hosoda. I, like, okay, granted, like, I wrote a five-star review of this movie on the Electric Sisterhood page. I loved it. I enjoyed it. But I understand that sometimes movies like this can get overhyped. And because of that, your experience watching it could suffer. Yeah. And I don't even think that it was my experience watching it. I cuz I went into it being like, "Oh boy, this is going to be fun." And then just by the end, I was just like, "Okay." Yeah. You know, like that was a thing that happened cuz their their story and everything that happens to them along the way is just very circumstantial and it it doesn't it didn't leave me thinking, you know, wow. Oh man, like what a love story. So I've been watching a lot of uh, video essays on uh, movies and everything nowadays. And one of the things that keeps popping up in a lot of things is if you take a story and you put it on a grand scale of things, then suddenly the for the audience, the expectations get so large that they're too large, that we don't care about them anymore. And for anybody who has seen Your Name, you know what I'm talking about. Um, when... The stakes of, let's say, an action movie where the world is at risk. Let's say, for example, Lord of the Rings. Let's talk about Lord of the Rings. The stakes in Lord of the Rings get so exponentially big with these huge scale battles and everything like that. You really lose interest in who is living and who is dying. In this, right? Because there are so many people involved that you're like, well, who am I supposed to really focus on and care about in this? And it kind of jumbles itself up and gets a little confusing. However, in a typical love story, it's between one like person A and person B. And they meet somewhere, there's some struggles, and then they fall in love, and then they, you know, get together. Um, that's and, and that's the basis of a really nice well put together story even in an action movie when like an action movie is based on like for example ransom with mel gibson and his son 
is is taken away. There's some. That's it. That's the the only stakes at this. If Mel Gibson had to save the world and save his son, people would care less. But just because Mel Gibson is trying to fight back for his son, we really, really care about and are invested in his um, in his venture. Another great kind of, kind of like in Commando, which Arnold Schwarzenegger with him trying to save his daughter. Yeah, another really great example of this is the reason why Die Hard One is so good and Die Hard Four sucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. If you want sucky, try watching the fifth Die Hard. Oh, that one's even worse. Oh no, because <laughs> I actually like Live for Your Die Hard. Yeah, I did because I I did t- I like Live for Your Die Hard for what it was. I prefer the R rated cut though because I feel like they got more of what Die Hard's all about in the. R- rated cut but a good day to die hard blows oh, monkey chunks yeah, that was a terror that, that movie is two actually- hours of bruce willis just screaming i'm on vacation yeah. i'm on vacation it was, it was a pretty unwatchable movie but um and it you also and then go you go back to the spectrum and you're just like john wick he's like oh somebody killed his dog i guess he's gonna kill everybody else you know it's pretty straightforward pretty right. great and then but, John Wick 2 comes out, and it's, oh, he's got a new dog, and they're trying to kill John Wick, so he's going to kill them this time. Yeah, it was awesome. It um, was. It was awesome, but, again, that grand scale changes. But bringing it back to your name, I think, fundamentally, the movie suffers from that flaw. It tried to take a simple story that had some really awesome elements to it yeah. that didn't need to be explained, and then they're like, but no, there's this whole thing yeah. behind it. <sighs> and and it, suddenly you're like, I don't really care about that anymore. Like, we'll go back to just when the the people were switching bodies. That was cool. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's true. And they could have made three movies, three different movies out of the plot of Your Name. And I think we have to go back to the pacing, because the pacing of the movie was a mess. It should have been a six-episode miniseries. Yeah, like... There's a lot of, you know, well, why does this character get more screen time than this character? And why did we miss out on this part of the story, but then it decides to tell this part of the story? And then why is this longer than this? And then and then it explains more. You know, it's a lot of thinking about that and just not understanding why things were the, the way they were as far as the editing went. Mm-hmm. and why they decided to focus on certain points of the story that probably didn't need to be focused on more than other points of the story. Um, and it kind of ruined my watching experience, not not going in thinking that, oh my gosh, this is going to be the best thing ever, but going in knowing that everybody loves this movie. Like, oh my gosh, I, got I can't wait to see why everybody loves this movie. And then the disappointment... Would you, the, would you the, say... Oh, sorry. No, I was just saying, then just, like, the disappointment of being like, oh, this movie just isn't as good as everybody says it is. So it's kind of like your Titanic. My Titanic. Because I'm, okay, so let's rewind to back, okay, let me paint you a picture, it's 1998, like, Titanic is the biggest movie of all time, and I finally get a chance to watch it, after everyone's told me how amazing of a movie it is. I stopped watching it. 80 minutes into it because I got bored as fuck of it and I stopped watching. <laughs> it's a pretty bad movie. <laughs> it is a bad movie. Yeah. No, yeah, I, exactly. It's kind of like, and, and this, it, for Andrew and I, the same thing was with The Departed. 
when The Departed came out. What a, what a trash movie that is. Like, everybody loves, especially if you're from Boston, everybody loves The Departed. It is a awful movie. It is so bad. Like Boondock Saints is the true Boston film. It's it's true. It actually. really is. Actually, that is so true. I will totally agree with that. <laughs> like, yeah, I, it's like, oh man, I hated that movie so much. But everybody here was like, "You gotta see the Departed." And it takes the Departed, the Departed, the Departed, the Departed. <laughs> it takes place in Boston. Oh my god. <laughs> Ship it up to Boston! Whoa! The Dropkick Murphys are in the soundtrack. It's amazing. <laughs> and that's why Flog and Molly isn't as popular, even though they should be more popular than the Dropkick Murphys, because they're fucking better. <laughs> they go to the Quincy Shipyard! <laughs> they all- parked the car in Harvard Yard! This is all... Uh, this is all your name, of course, that we're talking about. Yes. <laughs> yes, um, in your name, they parked the car in half a yard. But, um, but as far as, like, a love story goes, it's cute, but I didn't feel like... I didn't feel like its emotional draw, as far as a story, was as prominent and as important as a movie such as The Girl Who Leapt Through Time was. Oh, yeah. Like, the Which girl- is funny because Funimation put a trailer for The Girl Who Leapt Through Time before their movie, and it's like, hey, do you want to see another movie like this that is exponentially better? Here yeah. you go! <laughs> like, The Girl Who Leapt Through Time is a well-paced, very, very cute and lovely, sad romantic story. Small Very story. small. Small-scale story. And... And yes. I think that is, in fact, what my problem with your name was. Was it got it started small, and I was like, "Oh, I'm interested," and then got so big into this twist, where it's just like, "Oh, did you? I bet you didn't see that coming." And I was like, "You're right, movie. I didn't see that coming, and I really wish I just it just never happened." Yeah, and I'm gonna leave it at that. Can All we right. switch over to what made the movie so great, though, which was the animation? Which was so good. So the the guy who made this movie uh, and all of his other films, he makes art. Mm. Like, really, really beautiful art. He should do music mm. videos. Yeah, that would be great. If he did music videos, that'd be great. But, um, you know, movies like Garden of Words and Three Centimeters Per Second. Five. Five, me- uh, five centimeters, five centimeters per, second. per second. You're thinking of the prequel. Three centimeters Yeah, Um, and children who chase lost voices. Yeah, are all very, very beautifully animated and beautifully lit. Specifically, his lighting, very, very well done in those departments. Uh, And every frame is a painting, metaphorically, not literally, like that new uh, movie about Vincent Van Gogh, (laughs) which I want to see. I do want to see that too. I think it's amazing that they made a film out of like water paintings. Yeah. But uh, just to finish up, yes, there are redeeming qualities to watching your name. Just don't go in expecting the story to the, to be at the level of something that Hosoda wrote, because I don't think it's at that level yet. All right. Please be feel free to email us and tell us how wrong we are about our opinion. And then, right, and, and then you I can will... read my thoughts on this movie too in my written review, which hopefully John will add a yes. link to the description of that. I will. I will post. Which, that. by the way, I'm surprised in a touch on the soundtrack to the movie because the Rad Rips, the Rad Whips, Rad Wimps did a phenomenal job with the soundtrack to this film. I um, 
was okay. Well, they're a Japanese band, right? Yes. So you have to realize that the cut of the movie that we saw, because we watched it in English, it oh, was, it, the, all the lyrics were replaced by Todd Habercorn singing, and it was no, the, it, it was no, Habercorn. that was that wasn't Todd Habercorn. That oh, was Radwimps. They was. actually did all of the songs in English. Oh well, then never mind. Then it was awkward. I thought I thought, <laughs> I thought all the songs were really awkward. <laughs> yeah. Watch it in Japanese with the original lyrics, because the soundtrack is so much better in the Japanese. Probably. I, w- yeah. I can imagine. Yeah, it's... The, the English the English soundtrack is really, really awkward, because the, the lyrics just don't translate that well. Yeah, and... Uh, but and I, do again, make a, I do make that point in, in my review, by the way. But then again, this that really does further prove my point that the star director would be good at making music videos, because there, he put, like, three music videos in... His movie. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like right off the bat. So. Yes. This is 100% true. All right. One last question for you, John. Sure. Since since you can actually answer this, which do you prefer? Your name or a silent voice? A silent voice was an exponentially better movie. Yes. Oh, my okay. gosh. Like, I know we'll talk about this day. in a future thing, but yeah. yeah. When I finally get to see it. Night and Day, A Silent Voice is a phenomenal film over your name. Yeah, I I will say that A Silent Voice is the film that should have gotten the attention over your name. Because yes. I feel like A Silent Voice is telling a story that nobody, nobody is telling. Yeah. Whether it's in anime, live action, Hollywood, British cinema, French cinema, nobody is telling a story like a silent voice had told. Oh, it was uh, so beautiful. Such a wonderful story. Maybe mm. a little far-fetched at times, but so good. Yes. Like, yeah, uh, it just, yeah. You gotta see a silent voice. That 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 is my pick for anime movie of the year. Agreed. Maybe even maybe even just animated feature of 2017. Well, hey, there are um, at least seven uh, anime films from Japan that have been put into the drawing uh, to be put in uh, Best Foreign Film. (laughs) Sword Art Online. (laughs) Like you got a fucking chance. Was that one of them? Yes! No way. Yes. (laughs) It's gonna win because you get to see Asuna's nipples in the Yes, you do! You get to see Asuna's side boob. (laughs) No, it's not side boob. You get to see her naked chest. Like, and, um, and seeing dude, seeing how much, like, anime fans just masturbate all over <laughs> uh, Sword Art Online, and it's the best anime ever. It's a good anime, guys. Calm down. It is not yes. the best anime ever. It's no Don Machi. It is certainly no Konosuba. It's no Don Hack. You're, uh, you're, you're, you're naming very cult classic animes. It's... Uh, so, so people would say the same thing right back to you, but guys, Sword Art Online is a good anime. Sword Art Online is not the best anime. It's not even close. Uh, Neither is Tiger and Bunny Japan. Why do you keep putting that as number one? (laughs) I watched two episodes of that. Yeah. There you go. There's your answer. Andrew, time has come. Yes. How, How is Japan? I liked it. <laughs> Good. All right. Thank you. Okay, bye. No. Uh, so Andrew was over in Japan doing a film project, and uh, he went to uh, Taipei, Taiwan. He went to the Hong Kong airport. He went to Detroit. Uh, so, <laughs> so tell us. I will tell you what. Detroit. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Has the best airport I have ever been in, and it's probably the best part of Detroit. <laughs> you got Is it full of Robocops everywhere? <laughs> <laughs> There's just like... 80 bronze statues of Robocop everywhere, and Chick-fil-A. So I'm like, yes, this place is great. Hey, remember, that's where Yuri went to ice skate in Yuri and Ice. Detroit? Detroit! Oh, yeah. The Detroit airport. <laughs> <laughs> yep, there he is. Yeah, it's like, this is going to be great for my five-hour layover. I get to watch Yuri skate. Can you hear my heartbeat? <laughs> I still haven't watched that show. It's pretty Damn good. good show. Yeah, it's Damn good, good show. All right. It's gay, but damn good gay. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, in your travels, yes, what was the best thing that you got to do while you were there? I don't That's like that good. question because the best thing I got to do was leave the country. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh wait, you, oh, leave here to go to Japan. So what? Oh, oh! I thought you said, "Wait, you're, the best thing was leaving Japan." It was like no, that, leaving, that's not make sense. leaving the country. <laughs> yes, like the United States. Yeah, like everybody I think that's asked the me, best "What thing. was your favorite part?" And I was just like, "Not being in the United States." <laughs> I, 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 yeah, there's there's nothing that I did over there that sticks out as, "Oh my gosh, this is the best thing I've ever done." But the fact that I was just outside of the United States, experiencing a different culture. That that whole experience was the best part. And um, the fans want to know precisely how many of the places that we recommended you go and see while you were in Japan. How many of those did you go to? Uh, it depends on what you're talking about. Are you talking about buildings inside Akihabara or the places in Tokyo? Yes. Tokyo? <laughs> Whichever. Like, two places. Yeah. I went. I, I went to Akihabara and I went to Nakano. Was one of them the uh, Parasite Museum? No. Was one of them the robot restaurant? No. And we're done with this conversation. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, so um, the robot the robot restaurant is in Kabukicho. Yep. Um, which is which, where all the yakuza hang out. Well, that's where they used to hang out. So they Kabukicho is completely cleaned up now. From what it used really? to be, it used to be all adult entertainment and like. Like, nudie shows and bars, which they still have a Golden Guy, which is a huge string of bars. Uh, and it looks like a very unsavory place, but it's actually pretty fun. So, oh, so it's very nice. How yeah, are the girls? So, uh, so Kabukicho has been completely rerouted, and there's actually, like, children running around Kabukicho now. There's places to go. And that's where Robot Restaurant is, and no, I did not go yet. But I will go next time. Mm. 
the Parasite Museum was in Megaro, I believe, and that's south of where I was, and it was pretty far away. So no, I did not go to Kabukicho. Yeah. I mean, uh, Megaro. So, how was it living there in Japan? Not necessarily like only knowing survival Japanese. It was fine. I actually had a really fun time talking to store clerks and finding products and communicating with them on a very basic level of understanding where we had these weird conversations that were half Japanese and half gestures. <laughs> half charades. Yeah, half charades <laughs> to one another. Um, and I know just enough Japanese to get by and talk to people and if they speak Japanese to me I'm like whoa slow down chief like that's not my that's not my game but chief son uh <laughs> but, but if they but if they do talk to me in Japanese I do kind of understand what they're saying to me which is kind of interesting because your brain because because life real life doesn't have subtitles like anime does uh your brain has to automatically kind of go into fight or flight mode where when somebody's speaking to you, it tries a lot harder to understand it in that very moment. And sometimes it actually worked pretty well. And it usually responded with, it was with me starting the conversation in Japanese and they would continue the conversation in Japanese. And I'd be like, whoa, no, 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 no. Like, that's all I know in Japanese. Okay. (laughs) So what was the thing that you said the most in Japanese? While you were there, what was the Japanese phrase you used the most? Hakkase, uh, didn't you? No. Yeah. <laughs> the, the phrase I used the most was arimasuka, which is do you have? Uh-huh. So I would say something and then arimasuka and to see if they had a product. So. Mm. Um, but you didn't get my manga. No, they did not have your manga that I looked for, but I did buy two volume, two complete sets of Elf and Weed. <laughs> Well, one complete, one nearly complete. Yeah, one of them... So, here's the fun fact about Elf and Weed in Japan. It is fully collectible after a very long search. But Volume 6 of Elf and Weed specifically is impossible to find and nowhere available. Unless you buy every single volume. Well, and that was a second-hand volume. Yeah. So if you buy Elfinly brand new, there will be no volume six. That's weird. But if you buy it used, you will be lucky to find a volume six. So here's my question. Why is that? Is there something in volume six that's controversial that they stopped printing it? I don't think so. I uh, I have it behind me and I could check. Trump makes an appearance. One second. <laughs> One second. So here in my hand, I have... An actual volume of Elf and Lead. How exciting. <laughs> and I'm looking right now inside my favorite manga ever and get to read all this in Japanese. So this is the volume. Oh, wow. This is This is very early in the anime, actually. So the answer would be no. This is where Mariko first shows up. Okay. So they're gonna they they're gonna start oh. hunting Lucy and Nana. Start? This isn't where the anime ends. Yeah. Okay. So volume six. Let's see where it actually ends. 
So the end of volume six is close to where the anime ends, but it's not that close. Hmm. Very interesting. Okay. Uh, so volume seven is actually the point where anim- where the anime ends. Interesting. All right. Okay. So here are two questions for you while we're on the subject of anime. When walking around Akihabara, what was like the big show that you saw just plastered everywhere or for the most part? Or if there was more than one? So in most of the stores and most mostly around town, uh, the things that you saw the most were one, new game. New mm-hmm. game was everywhere. And to me, that was awesome. It's a great uh, show. Yeah, uh, because because I love New Game and I can consume all those products. Uh, two, uh, Himoto-chan. Yep. Everywhere. Himoto-chan. Absolutely everywhere. And let me tell you, because I, I know that you're not that big of a fan, the second season of Umaru-chan has been amazing. Like, well, there is character development that you would not expect from that I, show. I'm going to have to jump back on it, to be completely honest, because I was watching bits and pieces of it while I was in Japan, and I thought it was pretty funny. Oh yeah. So so I'm gonna have to jump back on it and uh, and give it another shot. Worst case scenario, you just come over to my house. We'll watch it all on Blu-ray and nice. Uh, third is uh, Arrow Manga Sensei. Arrow Manga <laughs> Sensei was everywhere. So those three things I, w- I saw a lot of, and then every once in a while I would see some Psychono stuff, which was really nice for me. Uh, there was some Sakura Quest. There was, uh, there's actually a pretty good amount of Konosuba stuff. Like there's yeah. a lot of Konosuba stuff, which was really cool. Um, and then I would say, f- uh, first and foremost at the, at the top number one, uh, which should not be a surprise is love live. Akihabara is a love live nightmare. <laughs> like you can't go anywhere without hearing some stupid love live song seeing some stupid Love Live characters dressed in some weird costume. And I'm not saying stupid because I hate Love Live. I actually rather enjoy Love Live. But it's everywhere. And to walk into a store and just see Love Live and Love Live and Love Live and Love Live, you're just like, oh my gosh, I think somebody wants me to buy Love Live stuff. You know? Yeah, her name's Kai. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know what I mean? Yes. So, yeah, so it's I like rather... stupidly popular, like back in the day when, all right, so this is an example of something that I hated, but everyone loved, when Glee was super popular and it was yeah. everywhere. Yeah, uh, so so that's that's what I found. Those That was all the content that was 100% popular. How many advertisements from maids on the side of the street did you get? I, I, my entire time there, I only took one advertisement from a street maid. Yeah. One. Uh, and... Was she cute? I don't know. I, I didn't even pay attention. I just, I really... How dare you, good sir? I really, really, really just wanted to kind of keep on my way and not take ads like a, like a, a tourist or something. Like right, a right. A okay. A guy gene. All right, here, okay. How many things of tissues did you collect? One. Just the one? one? One packet of tissues. And no, yeah, that was from somebody else and it wasn't a maid. Um, which, I gotta be honest, guys, advertising, putting an advertisement inside a pack of tissues is a really, really good marketing idea. It Cause, is. Because you have no reason to not take a pack of tissues. 
Because everybody could use a pack of tissues, and you just put an advertisement inside of it. Right. It's not like the old tissues. 1920s when everyone was carrying handkerchiefs. No, mm-hmm. we carry tissues. I found a pack of tissues in uh, a sweatshirt I took out for this winter. Yeah. And it was from last winter. Cause, um, Probably because I had a cold. Well, and the thing is, is <laughs> that that's that I, this was explained to me before, and how how smart that is, and how great it is that you can put an advertisement inside something that everybody needs and everybody uses on a daily basis, and they won't just throw it out because they'll actually use it. It's really smart. So I didn't mind taking a pack of tissues for that because I would need a pack of tissues. <laughs> Speaking of, it's uh, <laughs> in tight. So before we answer more, before I answer more questions, yeah. Uh, throughout my entire journey over in Japan, uh, I wrote down my own talking points that I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. And, sure, go right ahead. But before that, I also wrote down some Japanese uh, Japan trip proverbs, uh, things that I learned as a foreign prophet uh, going through the lands of Nippon and. Uh, and writing down my experience in the form of proverbs. Okay. So, uh, in no specific order, some of them are funny, some of them are not. Uh, here we go. Okay, so for our listeners, just picture Andrew right now dressed as Confucius. Kind of. Okay. Uh, hang on. Let me find some uh, Zen music. I don't, I don't know if that's necessary. <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> no, no, no Zen music. No okay. Zen music. No, because I'm going to start, like... Sure, whatever. <laughs> okay. Arcades are awesome, but amazingly gross, because you can smoke. Yeah. Yeah, so, okay, so that was that was a problem everywhere, right? Yeah. So, uh, you so, wanted to go to arcades all the time. Yeah, because I wanted to go play Tekken. Yeah. Like, I, I very, very badly wanted to go into an arcade and play some Tekken. And I really... I did that. I did that once. Um, but in every single cabinet-based arcade, they also allow indoor smoking. Uh, I was wearing my really nice outing clothes. Like, I was wearing my nice custom sweatshirt, I was wearing my jeans, and I was wearing, you know, shirts that I really enjoyed. And I didn't want them smelling like smoke, especially because I had to pack it all in my suitcase, which would also end up smelling like smoke. Uh, So unfortunately, Japan, you get a really, really bad mark on how cool your arcades are because you can smoke inside of them. Stop being gross. Next point. Yes. I made the realization that there aren't a lot of porn shops. There are. (laughs) There's just so much porn they have to contain it in so many buildings. <laughs> you see, <laughs> I actually remember that because I remember going to Akihabara back in 2007 and there were more porn shops than anime shops. Uh, and it's more, there's there's a, a lot of really memorable adult shops there. Like just outside, it'll be like, like and they show it on the big screen too, by the way. What? A couple of the porn shops I went to, they were like showing the porn on big screens. Oh, not that I saw. Oh, this is the one that everybody's been waiting to hear. Panty vending machines do exist. Pictures do not. Because the buildings are incredibly small and employees can always see you. So I could not snap a picture of panty vending machines. Except I lied. I did snap a picture of panty vending machines. Okay, so so elaborate on that. Why can you not, why could you not take pictures of them? Okay, so, well, I mean, when you're in most stores, most stores in Japan, you cannot take pictures regardless. But uh, everybody kept talking about M's. Yep. You know, the building M's, which is like, oh my gosh, it's a six-story sex shop. Oh, 
guys, it's really not that impressive. You literally you walk into the store and the corridors are so thin and everything is crushed into such a tiny little space that it's not really a six-story porn shop. You could fit it all on one floor if they were big enough. But it's M's is actually a tiny store. Dare I ask, how much were they charging for the vending machines? 500 yen? So, so here's something that I am very uh, reluctant to admit. Uh, when I was there, uh, when I was at Nakano Broadway specifically, because Nakano Broadway is, in my opinion, probably better than Akihabara. In Nakano Broadway, they have a Toma Toys store. And if you if you don't know what Toma Toys is, Toma Toys is like the number one over uh, under probably under Tenga who make you know Ona holes and stuff. Um, and I just wanted to go in. I and I I almost didn't go in the store. Like as I was standing outside the store, I was just like, I have to go in because I have to talk about this on the show. And like I think that people would be really disappointed if I didn't walk into that store so that I could talk about it on the show. So I walk into the store and oh my gosh, like, is it just, it's just wall to wall own holes. <laughs> and you're, just like, you're just like, what? <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> I'm suddenly less comfortable. Yeah. It, no, it is. It's seriously very, very uncomfortable being in these stores. All you could do is just and, walk in and laugh. That's what I do. Yeah, kind of. And, and some of the things that they sell are very like extravagantly wow like that that's like a really really big hole or you know like so uh is it like stuff you can find on j-list or is it like beyond that no no it's 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 most of the stuff you can find on j-list it's just a big store of it and you can actually see how much of it actually exists is 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 one of the things i'm saying in the toma toys store in nakano broadway they have a wall uh that has a uh, it's, it's, it's basically a peg wall that has plastic bags of panties in them. And inside the plastic bag of panties is a photograph of the girl wearing those panties. So when you buy those pairs of panties, you also get a photograph of the girl wearing those panties. I feel like that, that can go down some really bad paths. Yeah. Yeah, I. I what if you the... buy that and you see the? What if someone who is not mentally stable buys it, sees the photograph, and one day finds that girl? I like... think. I think the 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 fa- their faces were censored. Oh, oh, okay. But, but the but the photographs were ex- existing, in the, and that to me, I was just like, whoa, like that. I did not expect that at all. Uh, so now that, now that I've, I was able to explain the creepiness of Japan, uh, at least one aspect of it, next one, uh, Animate is the best store, is the store with all the best current stuff for anime. Unless you hate current anime, then it's the worst stuff. (laughs) Uh, so for me, I loved the Animate store. I went in, I walked into Animate and it was just absolutely amazing. That's where they had all the Kenosuba stuff. That's where they all the, had all the Psychono stuff. That's where they had all the Sakura Quest stuff. They had all the new game stuff. They had, our, had all the Umaro-chan stuff. They had all the Aeromanga Sensei stuff. But they also had an entire wall of art books. It's where I bought the, the new game visual art book. Oh my gosh. It was the best. I loved the Animate store. 
So if you guys have a chance, definitely go to anime. Okay. Uh, especially if you like current anime, like I do. Mm. Go ahead. Navigating, even with a map, is nearly impossible. The map only raises your luck skill by a little. Mm. <laughs> so I got lost in Japan many, 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 many times. Uh, I did not get lost on the train. The trains are very straightforward. Um, I had to kind of stop and think for a couple minutes while I was at the train stations, but I never got lost. As soon as I left the train stations, you're just thrown into the city. And uh, they do have station maps. And, uh, of course, I couldn't use my data over there, so my Google Maps didn't work. So um, were the subways as crowded as they depict them in... Japanese documentaries and footage and stuff? Not when I was there, but I also don't really notice because I'm from Boston and that's normal. Like, <laughs> that is it's, true. Did you have station attendants pushing people physically into the train cars? No. Okay. And I, I think that's like a very circumstantial thing. But they do get that busy in the mornings, I guess, like for the morning commute and the evening commute. But never once when I was riding the trains did, it, did I ever have that issue. Mm. It's just like, everybody's just like, oh my gosh, you you cannot believe the train crowding. I was like, you have never ridden the green line after a Bruins game or a Red Sox game. It's, yeah. it's worse. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay. Speaking English automatically, automatically makes you friends with anyone else who speaks English. Hmm. Uh, this leads into the next one. Seeing foreigners in a car in another country is really weird, even though I am also the foreigner. Which also <laughs> leads to my next one. Greek Asian food is is amazing. Uh, I have a story about that later. I forgot to eat with lots of anime and walking. Uh, by the end of the by the end of day one, I was super wobbly. Uh, this this is how I found the Greek man and his store for, and his storefront window. We we both spoke English, so we were friends, and he is awesome. All right, so explain the Greek man. So, uh, on the very edge of Akihabara, which is where my hotel was, um, there, uh, if, you, if you cross the street from my hotel, uh, right across the street, uh, it's, it's actually like double lane traffic, so you have to walk all the way across the street and under the subway, or uh, the monorail, um, in order to get over there. Uh, right in front of you is a man who is Greek, he has uh, beef kebabs and chicken kebabs, you know, going on the on the roulette or on the um, mm -hmm. spinning wheels, and uh, he makes Greek Asian food. So uh, so he takes the kebab meat and shaves it down, and then puts it into a rice bowl uh, with uh, some some shaved lettuce and tomato, and then puts it in puts a sauce on it. I chose the uh, garlic mayonnaise sauce, which was delicious. Um, and, uh, he was awesome because we both spoke English and, uh, because I spoke English to him, um, it was just very like, Hey, how you doing my friends? You know, you know, Oh, I'm doing good. This is, this is a great store. You, you make delicious food. Oh, thank you so much. You know, like, it's, <laughs> it's almost like we spoke a secret code to one another. Yeah. Uh, so if you ever go to the store, it, there's, I actually found that there are multiple storefronts, all owned by different people that are Greek in Akihabara. I don't know what it is with Greek people and uh, their love of Japan, but I... Maybe it's the Japanese who have a love of 
Greece, and so the Greek know this and go to Japan. Yeah, maybe. But if you have the chance, uh, there I found a Greek store that was the color orange. This one was red. Hmm. And it's a very small storefront. It's over by a train, one of the train stations. I forget which exit <clears> it was. But it was over by my hotel, so it was really nice. What was the Greek man's name? I did not get his name. But you I did call him a, your friend. But I did take a picture of him. So. <laughs> you have a picture of him? Yeah, and his storefront. That's awesome. Okay, um, let's see. Well, maybe if you tag the store in the picture on Facebook, you it's, might be able to find him. It's true. He, he's always running that store. By the end of the night, Akihabara just becomes David Busters. <laughs> <laughs> so around 8 o'clock or so, David Busters just becomes this disgusting hub of all drunk people and smokers. For anybody who doesn't know, Dave & Buster's is a chain of arcades. Probably more towards the east. I'm not sure how many there are out west of uh, the United States. But it's a restaurant. A, I put heavy air quotes on that. It's a restaurant. And it's a very large arcade. Yeah, and after... It's, it's as much of a restaurant as King's Bowling is a restaurant. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Um, and... Uh... After a certain point, every it's just Dave and Buster's is just filled with a bunch of dumb drunk people who think that playing video games is cool and eclectic, and it's very annoying. Uh, and and Akihabara is very much the same. Around eight o'clock into midnight, it's just a bunch of drunk people coming out of taxis, stumbling around with a with a woman around their arm and smoking a cigarette. Like, you, you, oh, are you a crane game, baby? Yeah. Why? Why didn't you take selfies with them? Uh, <laughs> because because they were like the scary kind of Japanese people, the ones who wear like snakeskin pants and oh, like yeah, and like chains around their neck, and they have bleach blonde hair. Mm. Yeah, hooligans. Yeah, kind of Yankees. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, I. I had a I had one of those you want to dance moments like with somebody in the street you know like where you try to walk one way and they start walking the same way as you as you're walking towards each other and I got in this guy's way and he tried to intimidate me like he like uh like I I kind of like stepped in front of him and then like kind of juked my way around him and he like turned around and looked at me and was like nande <laughs> kore and then I just kind of ignored him and walked away. Mm. Because I was from Boston, I was just did like, he realize? Did, yeah, did he did like he bend over? You were three feet taller than him. <laughs> no, I don't did he like he did. bend over? Like do they? Nam dayo. Put his hands in his pockets and lean over yeah. really far. <laughs> yeah, uh, I just kind of ignored him and kept walking, and I was just like, "Yeah, whatever." You should have done the chicken jams. <laughs> what he did. <laughs> Like an intimidating chicken dance. Okay. Uh, Smoking is gross, no matter what language you speak. (laughs) So true. That's true to life. So there is an unbelievable amount of people who smoke in Japan. It is disgusting. Stop it. And yet their life expectancy is so high. It's apparently not. If if they're all dying at fifty, it's just. I just can't believe it. Like, don't we know by now as a modern society that smoking is bad for you? Like, we put it in a hardcore anime video. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, the thing I mean, about well, the thing about cigarettes in Japan is that they're not allowed to put the chemicals 
in the cigarettes like what we have in America. Yeah, but there's a reason why they tell you to crawl in your house when it's on fire. Because, it's me, it's because you don't want to... Yeah, because putting smoke inside of your body is bad. Right, sure. right. <laughs> like, you're not going to stand up in a house fire and just breathe it all in. It's like literally what you're doing when you're lighting something on fire in your face and breathing it in. So, yeah, it's smoking is bad for you, so stop doing it. Unless you're Dennis Leary. Just keep on doing it if you're Dennis Leary. We know that's your thing. I accidentally skipped ahead in the Zen song video, so we're going to lose the story elements yeah. within the song. It's an eight-hour and five-minute track, by the way. Yeah. So. Okay. Walking around in stores randomly makes you mistakenly walk into the porn. Always. Into a, why is everything weird and different now? Oh. Yeah, so... So everything just... Air quotes and mistakenly, by the way. No, no. <laughs> actually, like, actually mistakenly. Like, you, like, you'll like you be walking around, and then all of a sudden you'll kind of walk into this new part of the store. And there's no transition, and there's no, like, apparent warning that says 18 plus only. Well, granted, there may or may not have been a sign you couldn't read. No, uh, everywhere you go, there's a clear, very 18, like, it's, there, there will always, and adults only will always be written in English. Hmm. Um. And that nobody checks for your ID or anything like that? Nobody checks for your ID. In Japan, if you are an adolescent in high school, good for you. Nobody will check your ID. Is it just that you had facial hair and... And a foreigner? Probably. Yeah. But, but, seriously... There was, nobody cared. Like, they just kind of expect you. It's like, like, people walk up and be like, oh, I'm not 18 or older. I guess I should walk away. So, that's probably the reason why you see animes with, like, middle schoolers going and buying porn games, like in Gamers. Mm-hmm. Yes! I was uh, about to bring that up. Because they can do that. Yeah, because you can do that. Because literally nobody monitors you. Um, I think it's like, only... yeah, screw it. I need the money anyway. Boop. Well, see, that's the thing. I think the only way they can actually monitor you is if you walk down there, buy something, and then they look at you and be like, you're not 18 years old, are you? You know? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so, I don't know. It's it's seriously, like, such a seamless transition that you'll just be walking around, and then all of a sudden you're in all the adult stuff. Mm. Um, it's kind of like when you walk around Spencer's Gifts. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Um, the pedophile's as, garage sale. Like, so... <laughs> The only so, place you can buy fuzzy uh, a birthday card and fuzzy handcuffs. <laughs> no, I bought I bought these speakers and a dildo. Um, I bought the squeaking dildo. I bought a speaker dildo. Um, so, uh, so the thing is, is is most of the time all the adult stuff is on a different floor. So if you walk into the main floor of a of a of a store, uh, you'll either have to go upstairs or downstairs to go to either the hentai or the javs um kind of like the candy store in boston yes that's right i I forgot about that except there's no porn in those candy stores yeah just just edible edible panties um oh that candy store yeah yeah okay i I know what you're talking about now um (laughs) but uh there are some stores like k books if you go into k books everything's on the same floor so you'll go to K-Books and just be exploring the store, and then you'll kind of walk into the doujin section of the store, and you'll be like, oh, there's doujins here. You'll just be, like, scrolling through mangas, and then suddenly it's like, these covers are getting weird! Yeah. <laughs> um, some of the doujin stores were really cool. It was just like Hendon A, but bigger. 
<laughs> Did you find anything there that you grabbed? Maybe. Maybe? <laughs> and that's the end of that conversation. Uh, after walking for about 11 hours, crouching down to look at the bottom shelves of glass cases for figures feels really great to stretch your legs. <laughs> yeah, so I was, I was walking a lot and never sat down. And then, just, this is a true story. That's like straight up true. Like, I, I crouched down to, to look at the bottom case, uh, display case of figurines. I was like, whoa. <laughs> like, this is magical. Okay. I feel like every Japanese man is judging me and sizing me up as I walk down the street. So I, I walk confidently and look tough like I belong there. Mystery solved as to why the stereotype of American exists. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> and 100% true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, look at him and his big nose. Yeah. <laughs> his name's it- Michael. <laughs> Unless it's a 100 or a 500, coins are evil, and you will have and you will have too many of them, always. Yes, mm. that is true. Yeah. You still have them. I do, because uh, Japan doesn't understand the use of dollar currency. For some reason, Japan loves their coins. I brought home probably $17 worth of coins uh, from Japan, mm. and I will never be able to exchange them unless I go back to Japan. No, no, there's a, there is a currency exchange place you can go in Boston for that. There is, but they don't take coins. They only take bills. Really? Pretty, pretty sure. I'm pretty sure currency exchange places only do bills. I might I have to take you to the one in Peabody at the North Shore Mall because I do believe that they also accept coins. All right. There is always at least one female customer at all times in the doujin shops, not meant for females only. Yeah. So that was kind of a cool experience. Was whenever I was just in the doujin stores, it's like, oh, look, there's a girl here. It's kind of cool. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's, okay, so at full disclosure of the doujin shops, most of the patrons in the do- in the doujin shops are very creepy. No! <laughs> yes. <laughs> really? It's, it's true. Most Japanese males that are in the doujin shops are not all there or very appealing to look at. And, um, I'm sorry, that's just the truth, but there's always a female in there. Sometimes they're even with their significant other, uh, and they just go into the doujin shops and I, I don't know. Does she make the faces like Kaye from Kiss Him, Not Me? Like those bug-eyed Charlie Brown mouth? No, they kind of just look through the doujins like all the creepy guys do, like silently and just... And oh man, I I learned the technique. I learned the technique of of going through dojins at a dojin shop. Like uh, so, because they're all they're set up library style and not hendene style, yeah. where you like kind of go through a filing cabinet. These are set up library style, so you take a chunk of them. Like you take, you find your favorite <coughs> artist, you take the whole stack, pull it out, and then like go like go through really quick and then push it back in. Um. So there are lots of people. So and. Really cool story as well. I was in the uh, Mandarake uh, doujin shop, which is called Mandarake Deep. And um, there was a foreigner in there with me. And this he, he must have been German or something. But he had a hand basket, like, like he was going grocery shopping, uh, and filling them up with doujins. And he went through every 
single shelf. And I, by the time that I was there, like the time that I spent, I, I only went in there to look for specific artists that I like uh, for Dojins. Um, this guy went through every single shelf that was there and I was only in there long enough to see him go through one aisle. Mm-hmm. There were like five aisles, but this guy went through every single one. I, I almost was thinking this guy owns a Dojin thing that he sells at right. conventions. He sells Dojins at conventions. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's, um, it's one of Hend and Nay's associates. Yeah. That's, that's how he gets was... his, <laughs> that's how he gets his stuff. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. But it was, it was pretty cool. Actually. should have asked him. I should have. Aero Manga Sensei is really huge for merchandising right now, and it has taught me how much I really do not need Aero uh, Manga Sensei products. Buy more new game products instead. Mm-hmm. I don't just... know anybody by that name. <laughs> uh, dodging the maids on the streets handing out ads is a cruel art, but just remember that they probably hate what they're doing as much as you do. Resist, 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 resist until resistance is effing impossible. <laughs> That's how you save money and know what you're buying is worth buying. It is inevitable that you will buy things that you really wish you didn't buy later when you get home or are packing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and ironically, that didn't happen on this trip for me. Uh, every Everything that I brought home with me, I was like, oh, that's really cool. Except, except, um, when I was in Japan, I found a Junji Ito book that I did not have. <gasps> so... So uh, they sold everything that I already have there, but then I found a Junji Ito book that I did not have. So I bought that Junji Ito book of all the, it's a compilation of all of his short stories. So I'm like incredibly excited uh, to have this book. And then I was on my Instagram page to find out that Viz Media just posted, pre-order your Junji Ito book now. (laughs) It's like, this is the one that I just bought. Oh my gosh. Wow. So uh, now you can learn Japanese with Junji Ito. Yeah. Uh, you have a better chance of making it through customs with all of your crap in your suitcase without having to claim anything. Uh, if you if you uh, sh- if you decide to ship them home, you have to claim them automatically. That's just a piece of advice. Mm-hmm. So so bring enough suitcase space so that you can bring all your merchandise home. Because when you're going through customs, they only care about food. They don't really care about if you bought merchandise mm. or not. They don't really check. And if you have cash on you, they care about that. No, they don't. Yeah, a friend of mine. It happened to a friend of mine. What? They only allow you to carry, uh, from certain countries, $10,000 across the border in cash. My friend had 13. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, so he had to lie. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of ways to get around customs, and if you lie, then they don't really check it up on you. Especially if you're white, like me. <laughs> sad um, but true let's see uh, open mouth coughing is totally cool to do here unless you're me it's gross don't do that <laughs> so in Japan it's it's a really really nasty habit that people will just regularly regularly walk around and either open mouth cough all over everything or open mouth sneeze all over everything uh, one of the things they like to do is sneeze directly into their hand uh, but sometimes they don't even use their hands. Sometimes they just sneeze, and it just goes out everywhere. The germaphobe in you is probably freaking out. The germaphobe in me is freaking out, but also the westernized American, that's really gross, don't do that, is also freaking out. Right. Because, like, that, because I don't, I don't, I don't know. That's really gross. Uh, I need Purell! 
so stop, cut that out, Japan. <laughs> that could be really, really culturally insensitive of me to say that, but cut American. It out. Uh, in the end, some Akiba, some Akiba can be too much Akiba. Mm-hmm. The more merch I saw, I found I wanted to consume less and art more, though I still consume too much. Those, the yes, those are all my proverbs from Japan, <laughs> which is is one hundred percent true. I came home and just immediately started drawing so much stuff. It was awesome. So I think this was a good look into what you did there. And I think that over time, we are going to find out more about what you did. Yeah. I, I actually have a whole bunch of stories and talking points that I do want to I'm sure you, do. you haven't even shown me all your pictures yet. Yeah. You took like a thousand. Yeah. So, we'll get to them eventually, but... Yeah, I have a lot of funny stories about Okinawa. Oh, oh. one of the stories that I have to tell, though, mm-hmm. that I saw is, um, uh, I walked, I, I walked into Akihabara one day. Oh, it was after I left Nakano Broadway. So, I left Nakano Broadway, coming home, going back to Akihabara, back to my hotel, and I walk out of the Akihabara train station, and it's almost like I walked into Silent Hill... And there are a bunch of nurses, like Silent Hill nurses, standing everywhere. What? Like a massive, 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 massive amount of businessmen, just in suits, <laughs> all in Akihabara. So many. I, I, I have pictures and video of it. But this is the most businessmen I've ever seen. I, I was just taking video of, and pictures of it. It was amazing. There, I've never seen so many people just all in business suits. Uh, and it was because the iPhone 10 was getting released that night. Oh. So, so the night the iPhone 10 got released, Akihabara was filled with people. All in business suits. It was absolutely amazing. That's weird. It was really weird. It, because that's a very different crowd than America, yeah. who are all in knit caps yeah. and skateboards. Knit, yeah, knit caps and denim, denim jeans and... And uh, flannel sweaters and gross beards that they need to shave. and Shepherd fairy t-shirts. <laughs> How very specific. Uh, oh, no, don't get me wrong. I have a lot of shepherd fairy stuff, so. <laughs> Can't be helped. Can't right. be helped. Awesome artist. Uh, so, do we have any fan service? I Got feel me. Like, yeah. I've been away for two months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's a fair point. I am very... Guys... One of the things that I've been home for uh, about a week and a half now, and the jet lag is just destroying me. Yeah, you slept for fourteen hours. So I thought I had beaten it by not sleeping on my travels and then go- coming home and sleeping at a normal hour, but I fall asleep at like eight thirty at night, wake up at three o'clock in the morning, uh, and then I'm absolutely exhausted by noon, and I want to sleep. It's just readjusting back to American culture is so difficult. And I mean, adjusting back to a time schedule is difficult, but I'm also finding that adjusting back to culture is very difficult. We actually went to Boston. We actually went to Boston and slash Cambridge today, uh, to go to see the concert, the Cuckoo Kangaroo concert. And I just realized like, Oh my gosh, these people are just the worst. (laughs) It's, it's so different than being in Japan where everybody's kind of polite, even though yes, people will try to intimidate you on the street and, uh, and you know, Oh yeah. But it's one, it's cleaner Two, people are just more polite people who, when you're driving on the roads, people aren't nasty. 
It's just it, the culture. It's so different. Mm. The food is actually good. I didn't even get to tell you about the restaurant that I went to while I was in Akihabara, so... Maybe for yeah. the next episode. I mean, besides the Greek guy. Yeah, I can do the next episode. Yeah, next uh, episode. There are two pieces of... Uh, well, no. One? Yeah. There's one piece that we should absolutely talk about for uh, for fan service, and it's from Iceman. Oh, Iceman. Uh, he did us. Yes. A- a wonderful favor. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we there are so many shows that. that we are missing out on that he was able to give us uh, through whatever means necessary that I won't disclose a um, at least one month subscription of Anime Strike so yeah. that we could watch at least watch uh, Made in Abyss, which uh, he, I've actually been watching that and it's really good. Yeah, so we owe. Iceman, a review of Made in Abyss. And a huge thank you. Yeah, that yeah. was a super cool thing to that do. That was a super cool thing to do, Iceman. Thank so you we thank very you. much. Um, so that we'll leave fan service at that for, for now in this episode. Yeah. Do you want to get back into the old swing of things, Andrew, and give us some shameless plugs? I guess so. More than anything, <laughs> I just want this episode to be over. Um, That's the spirit. If you guys want to join in on our conversation, if you have any questions to ask me specifically, you can ask me at, uh, or about my trip, I should say. Uh, ask me specific questions. It makes me, it actually makes it easier for me to talk about the trip if you guys ask me questions so that I can answer it. If I just talk about the trip specifically, you won't get all the information that you want. Uh, so uh, you can email us at wickedanimereviews at gmail.com. That's wickedanimereviews, all one word, at gmail.com. You can also find us at Facebook.com where you can message us uh, and ask me questions and maybe you can even comment some questions to me that you want to ask about the trip, uh, depending on what you want to know. I know some of you are going to be like, send me that picture of the panty vending machine. Okay, maybe I will. Uh, uh, Well, I I have it, so I I guess I'm going to have to. Anyway, uh, and you can also find any news, reviews, and updates on that Facebook.com page. Uh, you can also find us at nerdyshow.com slash wickedanime, where you can, if you're not listening to that podcast right here, right now, you can also find our podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, uh, Podchasers, anything that you can find your podcasting wonderfulness on. You can also find our videos at nerdyshow.com slash wickedanime, but I highly recommend you go over to that YouTube page and subscribe to uh, youtube.com slash reviews where all of our main video sources will be plugged in immediately. And, of course, you can find us at all the other social medias. You can find us at Tumblr. You can find us at Twitter. You can tweet at us at YoWickedAnime. And you can even maybe find us every once in a while playing a video game on WickedAnimeplay uh, slash Switch TV. I think that's it. Is it? Did I get it? I don't know. I wasn't listening. I think I'm done. Also, uh, leaving us a, a review on iTunes. You can support us on... Has anybody uh, done that lately? I don't know. I haven't looked. Yeah, we haven't looked. Um, support us on Patreon, uh, a nerdy show, uh, patreon.com slash nerdy show. Uh, even $1 will get you a buttload of extra stuff. And if you guys do review us on iTunes, uh, whenever we find it, if you have or have not yet, if when we find it and we know it's new, uh, we will read it here on the show. All right, Evan, your turn. All right. <clears throat> so... For the recent news, reviews, podcast episodes, and videos featuring members of the Boston Basher Brigade, you can find us at www.b3crew.com. If you have any questions, 
comments or want to be featured on our No Borders No Race podcast show if you're in a band, you can write to us at thebastards at bostonbastardbrigade.com. You can follow me on Twitter and the J-Pop Anime and Video Games Amino pages at kingbabyduckesh. You can follow me on Tumblr at b3crew.tumblr.com. And on Facebook at facebook.com slash Brigade, and on facebook.com slash Land of ESH. And don't forget about all the other shows under the Land of Esh, including The Electric Sisterhood, Foo's Recap and Review, Smashed Rook, and Nerd Crave. Now, for December, for you listeners out there, as people know, I now do a bi-weekly show. I don't do it weekly. But for... For the month of December, I'm actually going to be doing early our top 20 albums of 2017. The list has been made. There are eight albums from Japan. There's a few from America, a few from Britain. I was stuck with my top four as to which one I should award the top album pick for. I have decided upon it, and I even moved one of those albums up a peg and moved one down. Thankfully, due to some actual Twitter feedback I got from some people. And I don't know if we're going to have other people chiming in with their picks. Because with everyone's schedule, it might be a little bit tougher to do that. But the plan is, for December, the two episodes you're going to hear will be the top 20 albums of 2017, my picks. And then... The first episode in January will be, as we did last year, the Wiki's Post Show, where we spin all of our favorite opening and ending theme songs from our favorite anime. Yeah, there's going to be some good ones this year. Oh my god, there are so many good ones. Like, I've been making the list, like, starting since the beginning of the year as to what I know I'm going to spin. Mm-hmm. And there's, and, there, and there's still a couple of songs that still haven't officially been released yet that I can't wait for it to come out that I know I'm going to be spending on the show. So I think All that's right. it. That's it. Guys, I'm holding in my hands Elf and Lead and reading it, the manga. Well, you couldn't go one episode without talking about Elf and Lead. How about that? Wow, guys. Yes. Look at it. It's like he never left. It's in my hands. It's awesome. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Wicked Anime Podcast. That's all we have for you this time. We hope that you'll listen in on the next episode where hopefully Andrew will be giving us some even more information in his stories in Japan. I feel like that every time that you and I talk, it's just like, when I was in Japan. And then, you know, so I imagine that it's going to happen a lot for this episode of the podcast as well. So look forward to that, fans, and hopefully uh, you'll be you'll keep listening to us because we enjoy when you listen to us because it makes us feel happy and warm and special. And it's time to sign off the only way we know how. Bye. All right, Andrew. Here's the list Do not allow cameras, and they do not allow photography. So that's an interesting point, right off the bat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
especially when you're in the porn shops or not porn shops, uh, the sex shops. So the sex, sex shops, shops, porn shops, uh, they kind of go hand in hand. Kinda, not really. I did uh, not mean to do that pun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Kinda, Accidental pun. Not really. Like you know, because I mean. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.